You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I'm, so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama. Anything's possible. Rainy days. Jump shot fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it every night about it. A real C's fan wouldn't want to live their life without it. Banner 18 in the making, we got to make it. Best squad in the East and still we can't get complacent. Most winning franchise, so the history's ancient. You could tell them other guys to go and plan a vacation. Yeah, Corrales Packard and J. King Locked on, trying to get the 18th ring The most in-depth coverage that you ever gonna hear Well-respected in a city like Russell's career It's raining Jay Millie's Welcome back. This is the Locked On Celtics Podcast And we want to thank you for making this part of your daily routine And we're here for you after a very difficult 114-105 loss to the Denver Nuggets, Boston Celtics falling in a tough one. They basically lost this game in the fourth quarter. And we are going to talk about it. We are the Rain and Jays. I am John Corrales, beat writer, covering the Celtics for MassLive.com, joined by Samuel Jamison Packard the third, Jam! Also known as Ladies Love Cool Jam. Jam. Feeling good. In the, <laughs> We're in the uh, the players' family's lounge right now, and it is luxurious. It is, <laughs> is that an Anchorman thing that you do? Yeah, I think it was. It wasn't intentional, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm on a couch right now yeah, with my feet this up. Is, this is something. There's fake curtains. It's it's a kind of it's a nice they touch. They really try to make the families feel good, and, and I can see it. This is very bright. This is nice. It's classy as heck. Yeah, I like it. It's very distracting from the fact that the Celtics were not great. It's a very tonight. disappointing loss. Like this was, uh, I mean, they lost to the Nuggets. I don't think it's, it's that it's disappointing. I was looking over like the fourth quarter again. They they got outplayed thoroughly in the um, the fourth quarter, but there were some moments. Like I thought they there were some moments where they created stops. I thought there were some moments where they had a chance to get back in the game. Uh, Al Horford gets that put back dunk. Like uh, things are ch- different. Marcus Smart missed two layups in a row that were like uh, that could have got the game within four. They just ever since Brad Stevens called that timeout with one point one second left, and then Jalen Brown got beat back door. Just like how about that? There's nothing went the Celtics way, but I didn't like. It's not like the the Nuggets were that dominant. I thought the Celtics had their chances. It just but that's nothing, why it's so nothing really went their it, way. Isn't it funny that in a season we're sitting here. Saying, why doesn't Brad call these time call these yes. timeouts to stop runs? He calls this timeout with a second to go, and after the game, he says he shouldn't have done it. I was okay with that. Try to, it was a tight game at that point. They were what up? They're two. up two. They're up two. So you're going back and forth. You're trading these five, six, seven point runs. You had a timeout that you're going to lose anyways. So, so why not take it? Take it. Drop a play. See what you can get. Just so happens that Mook threw it right out of bounds. Yeah, you don't expect Marcus Morris to do that. And you like, expect, if it to be a bad pass, it to get touched inbounds so it doesn't come back right. right underneath your own basket. Right. Like, that was the ultimate worst-case scenario. And we can't let, again, process over results. Have to. That that wasn't bad. They, they actually had uh, Jalen Brown sealed off his guy. Like, if... if Mook had thrown a halfway decent pass. That could have been a layup. Um, so, of course, he throws it out of bounds. All right, fine. That's the worst thing he could have done. And then the Celtics completely fall apart in, in 1.1 seconds, and give up a, an inbound dunk. It was basically all Jalen's fault for getting beat 
back door because all the all the attention they basically doubled Jokic or in Millsap like all the action was uh, for them. They get beat back door. You open up the fourth quarter tie game. Yeah. Could go anywhere. This game. Plumley gets a alley oop dunk. Yep. Then Jalen misses a shot. Thinks he has a steal in transition. Flips his shit when he doesn't get the call. Uh, very like the angriest I've ever seen him. Then he Paul Millsup gets a rebound over him. Then Jalen takes a horrendous three, and then he gets beaten back door again. And yeah. it's just like they just dug himself in a hole. That was an eleven zero run for the Nuggets. And then there were some moments they got it back to four. Like I said, I think they like they had chances to come back in this game. They really actually the Nuggets had like six turnovers in the fourth quarter. They were, like I thought the Celtics defense was all right, but then it's like Joe gets hitched two threes in a row, and yep. it's like. No, you can't do anything about that. Like you got to let Jokic take as many threes as he wants. He's he's a giant chunky five. <laughs> but I mean, he can he can hit those. But okay, so Denver's good. They're very good. They're fighting for the top seed in the West. They're a very very good team. So when you lose focus, they will, as Brad Stevens said after the game, they will punish you. And that. Loss of focus. And look, Jalen Brown had that loss of focus for a quick second. He's been playing so great. He's earned these fourth quarter minutes. He's earned these minutes down the stretch. But that loss of focus has been why it's taken this long for him to earn those minutes. Because he, as much as anybody, maybe more than anybody, lets these things linger. He's he's a prime example of a guy who can't let some of these things go. And why Mook gets people keep asking why does Mook get more minutes than Jalen? Because Mook can let shit go, and or at least he can better than Jalen can, and so he, that's why he's able to just all right next thing and make make a play. So Jalen is a better basketball player than Mook, but when you're not when you lose focus like that, then you become not as good. And I don't want to pin it all on Jalen, but that's an example of. When when a team loses focus and when a guy loses focus and it only takes one, that things can fall apart real quick. And when you're playing the Denver Nuggets, it fell apart real fast. That 11-0 run was a killer. They had so many misses, so many missed opportunities, so many missed layups. Like you said, that Horford missed dunk. That three, it was Kyrie that took the three. Kyrie took a very open three because they ran Kyrie Al pick and roll, which I think they should do more of. But, yeah, missed an open three. Horford misses the very open putback that would have been thunderous, and then immediately goes Man. to a Gary Harris like wide open three pointer. If he had they, put that, they dunk left down. a lot of open shooters tonight. Their defense was not crisp, and Brad was asked about it after the game. He's just like, "We we fucked up for on a number of different ways." Yeah. Um, also in this game, Jason Tatum three of twelve, one of five from three. Basically, no one scored other than Kyrie and Horford. Yeah, Tatum it had was... eight points. Mook might be back. Silver lining, uh, two of three from deep, but then the bench. Combined. 24 points, is yeah, that right? Yeah, and I think they missed Gordon Hayward, who's in concussion protocol and will yep. probably not be back for Philadelphia, but they could have used another 15 points or something from him. They, they really they struggled on offense, um, only shooting 42% from the field, 30% from three. It just wasn't a great performance, I, but I, it's it's frustrating because they lost, but it's just like, I don't know. I, like, I thought they played a decent game, it just didn't come together for them at the end they played a decent game for sure and and losing by nine to the nuggets that's there's no shame in that that's not something and look you shoot 42 percent you shoot 31 percent from three that's that's an opportunity there to that's not you're not going to win a ton of games like that and they were in this thing down to the very end uh up until that 
that Horford misdunk sequence, that was that was the killer. That was where they just because they got it down, I believe, to five. The closest it was in the fourth quarter was four, and then yeah, they got it down to five again with the Kyrie Irving's kind of ridiculous three. Um, but then they just uh, they gave up layups, uh, just easy layups when they yeah. didn't like when they needed stops. And even when they got stops, then it's like oh, Mook dribbles it off his foot, or they come out of a timeout and Horford just uh, gives the ball away. Missed opportunities left I think it's and a right. Tough matchup for the Celtics just because of the size that the Nuggets have when they can play Millsap and Jokic or Plumlee and Jokic. I don't know. It feels like with Mook out there, you're kind of a little bit smaller, you're giving up rebounding, but then the offense just clogs up when you're playing both Baines and Horford. It does. It does. Um, it, it's, yeah, I mean, look, again, the Nuggets are really good, so they're going to be a tough matchup for anybody. Um, I, I feel like if they had had Hayward, then that would have made a, a, enough of a difference here. Um, it's... Baines, Baines did okay, but Baines didn't. He, you're right. the The offense kind of stagnates a little bit, and it's tough with those two guys in there. And I just don't want Baines like Baines can sort of spread the floor, but I don't want Baines taking a bunch of threes or anything like that. He didn't take any tonight, but like that's not what I want from from Baines. Um, you just gotta you gotta hope that Marcus Morris is is good enough to keep a guy like. Uh, Plumley or Millsap just far enough away where they're they're uncomfortable. Uh, but then you know he turns around and he fouls Millsap and a three pointer. That four point play was the the killer. That was that was the nail. In the and coffin. the thing with Millsap is he gets three offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter. I mean the the yeah. Nuggets had more offensive rebounds than the Celtics had defensive rebounds in that quarter. Like yeah, the rebounding small because you you need to kind of spread them out. You're trying to get some play, get some threes, trying to play catch up. But then it's just. You get and you get a stop, and you can't complete the stop, and you give up that board. It's just, um, I think that's something where I don't know. I don't even think Hayward would help that because he's not necessarily bigger. But it's we think the Celtics are kind of at their best with Horford at the five. But when you play a team with a very solid four, a kind of a bigger four like Millsap does, it's it's something that the Celtics have struggled with all year. Just big big teams. The only other team I can think of that sticks out is the Pistons, and they've beaten the Pistons, but they've always they usually struggle with like a, just like a, a bigger sized four like that. Yeah, Denver's a unique matchup. They're just there's a reason why they're fighting for the top seed because they've got their bigs. They they not only have the size, they've got guys who can rebound at a, all all these positions, all these different positions across the front line. You've got like Plumlee can catch the ball on a roll and find a guy in the corner with his passing. Like he's he's not seen as like a Jokic type passer, but he can burn you with his passing from time to time. So that's you you get sucked in in the pick and roll defense, and a guy sucks in to try and stop the roll. But what what happens is when one of those bigs can turn around and fire it out to the corner, then you got to come right back out. You got to make a choice, and it's tough. That's a tough choice to make. So uh, and and they got burned by it time and time again. It's just you can't have any lapses. You got to play perfect to beat a team like Nuggets. And the Nuggets had, they gave the Celtics plenty of opportunities. They had a, a bunch of turnovers. 19 turnovers, Celtics 13 points off those turnovers. That's a crazy number is to only score 13 points off 19 turnovers. That yeah. just shows you how the Celtics really struggled to get easy buckets, especially in transition. They, It's just three of nine on fast break points. Like, how do you only convert a third, like a third of your fast breaks? That's, 
that's very difficult, to, and, and they, they just missed a ton of opportunities. A lot of those were Tatum transition threes, you know, Tatum in the corner, and just missed. Like I said, one of five from three. He's in a slump. And Brad Stevens says, shoot gotta, through it. Got to keep shooting. Got to have more FGAs if you want more FGMs was the Kyrie quote, that's which I the best. was boss gags. That's a, it's a very great quote. But I thought otherwise Tatum was, like, pretty good tonight. Six career high six assists still had like I thought he was passing the ball well it's just that shot's not falling for him nope and then I think it spread to like he missed a couple of layups just missed opportunities missed opportunities for, is the story of this game and, and we're gonna I guess just leave it at that because we gotta come back and talk about Isaiah Thomas who uh, was honored with the, the Jumbotron finally the tribute video finally he got his opportunity uh, his first chance to be in Boston as a healthy basketball player, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back on the Locked On Celtics podcast. big story in this game might not have even been the game it's the return of Isaiah Thomas who came back to Boston for the first time as a healthy player and so he finally got a chance to get on the floor not much time about just under seven minutes but they gave him the tribute video the the uh the crowd got a chance to stay like when they played that tribute video and the first time out the entire crowd was standing on its feet like they they were just Dying to love Isaiah Thomas, like it was. I think a, just a, a great moment, and it looked like he was getting a little teary eyed on the on the sideline there. But a great reception. I mean, this guy was. They followed him around yesterday, playing at Emerson, sticking around, playing with a bunch of guys who weren't basketball players. <laughs> which is hilarious. He described the game as a minus fifty and one of the worst games he's probably ever played. In. <laughs> I mean, there's just a bunch of guys. Like I saw some of the guys that were playing. None of the basketball players were there, but um, just a nice, just example, uh, and I think good for current players to see. Good for players around the league to see. Kyrie Irving getting a ton of love back in Boston. Isaiah getting, Thomas getting the love, not Kyrie. I'm sorry, Isaiah Thomas getting love. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, and I was thinking of Kyrie. What Kyrie was saying after the game, talking about Isaiah Thomas and. Um, how awesome it was to see that and and get that fan support even after everything that happened. So uh, a great moment here for Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, it was, it was cool. You just got to be happy for Isaiah because he deserves it. He's worked so hard. You like see the things in the uh, um, tribute video, and I thought he had a cool quote after the game where he's just like, like we did some incredible shit. I did some incredible shit, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, man, like the. The way to drag like this team to a, a series win against the Wizards, like playing through that, it was, it was just a, it was a cool night for him to to do that. But it was also I don't want to be a Deborah Downer, but it was also kind of bittersweet because you kind of you you remember how great he was and like just talking about his stats, like led the league in fourth quarter scoring, twenty nine points a game, fifth in MVP, and he's just not the same player now. He got some minutes in this game, which was fun, but it's. He was the only nugget in negative uh, plus minus. He, did, he had two assists, but 
miss both his shots. And it's like you, you just yearn for the days of yesteryear when Isaiah would just kill it like anyone. He was basically unstoppable for that season. That season was one of the best offensive seasons anybody has ever had in the NBA. Like anybody. So, um, you know, in the Hollywood kind of scenario, he would have come in when he came in. And instead of like that first shot, I think he was just way too excited, like really nervous or whatever. He was, it was like he pushed that thing. It was a layup that he just pushed way past the rim. Um, he would have, he would have finished that off. He would have made the three. He would have all of a sudden started getting hot and forced Mike Malone to play him. And it would have, it would have become the Isaiah Thomas Kyrie Irving duel. Like in Hollywood, that's what it would have been. It would have been, and um, who knows how that ended? Like if 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 Isaiah Thomas hit a game-winning shot, don't you think that crowd would have been like, oh, they would have been rooting for him? They would have like that Remember would have been Paul just Pierce game when his last game as the Clippers, where he hit that shot. At the yeah, end, but the Celtics still won. That would be like the kind of the ideal Celtics ending. But yeah, that was that's what you're that's what you're hoping for. But it's just it's tough to see Isaiah because he's clearly just not the player that he was and you don't know if he's going to get back to that but you like you know he's going to work his ass off to do so but with injuries like this you have no idea I mean it's just it's it's tough because he's just such a genuinely good dude and you can just sense that with just like being around all the the Celtics media and how like so many people were here just to like see him basically give the same press conference that he gave last year when he was in Cleveland and came back um but uh it was cool to see him get his recognition because he deserves it and a lot of talk about him potentially coming back. He is going to be a free agent. Uh, he basically s- said he'd like to come back and let it be known that he'd like to come back. So that's uh, pretty cool. That that Yeah, first of all, I think that just kind of goes to show, like, the people who are trying to say, oh, the way Boston treated Isaiah, like, the, no, nobody's going to want to be treated like that. Like, if you separate, like, the business side of everything, and, and Kyrie said it after the game, the business and the emotions, they're separate, and you gotta you got to approach it that way. If you can understand that, then, like, Isaiah has gotten to a point here where he understands that Boston was something special, and no matter what, how things went down, like, he doesn't like how things went down. No one likes how things went down. I don't think Danny Ainge is, like, thrilled about how things went down either. I mean, he had to make that deal. That deal obviously has worked out in his favor, but it's not something that he enjoyed doing. He had to do it. That's his job. So, um, and I don't like it either. Like, everybody loves Isaiah Thomas and loves what he did. However, you know, I just don't know that if, I don't know that he's exactly what the Celtics are going to be looking for in a backup point guard. And that that's going to be the question. I I just I like that tonight happened. I don't like that it didn't go the way that we had hoped. Um, the ideal situation, like you said, would have been Isaiah coming in, having like recapturing some of the magic, getting hot, tapping his wrist, Celtics still winning, and then we could just move on. Um, I love the Isaiah time that he's had here I think Isaiah needs to go to a place where he can get the minutes play the 30 minutes I don't think he needs to be here as a backup like he just I think he needs to go somewhere wherever that is and he's just got to be open to whatever playoff team not playoff team if it's the Orlando Magic if it's the New York Knicks if it's whomever a place that he can go get his opportunity 
and make a little bit of money and play and hopefully for him have a season where he's back up to averaging 20-something a game. Maybe he can get a two- or three-year deal. He can make a little bit more money and not play for a veteran's minimum again. And he can show, look, my hip's good. I can score. I can help you out. And then however it goes, it goes. I just don't know. We'll have to see. It depends Hopefully on how like Boston. a full off season of uh, like actually being able to work out. Yeah. Album, but we just don't know. I don't. Don't know. I, I just don't think it's going to be Boston. I don't think that. I don't think that Danny Ainge has that exact interest, and I, I just don't know that that's going to be the right role for him. And I don't. What I don't want is Isaiah Thomas to come back here and then be upset with his role. Like everything is great. Our memories of Isaiah are great. There's no need to ruin that with a season or two of him coming back and things all of a sudden going south. So, all right, we'll take a break. When we come back, some tweets, junk drawer, and we'll wrap it up. Before we go to the break, though, a little something from DraftKings. Did you know that you could fill out a tourney bracket at DraftKings this year? That's right. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, but it has a totally free bracket with tens of thousands of dollars up for grabs. Everyone fills out a bracket during the tourney. You might as well do it on an award-winning app with tons of free prizes. For the first time ever, DraftKings is offering a bracket battle promotion with $64,000 in prizes. 64 Gs out there. If you can pick the winners, I, I don't know. I'm not a big college guy. I'm going to go pretty much chalk and pick Duke. But if you can if if you can not be me, you Just probably... pick someone who's not Duke because everyone like you is going to pick Duke. So yeah. then if someone else wins, you're more likely to get them that big money. That's right. Pick North Carolina. They're also a one seed. They're sure. pretty good. They've played Duke well. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm picking Duke. I'll pick Vermont. Pick yes. Yale. Yeah. <laughs> You know how the brackets work, so before tip-off of the first game of the tournament, just pick the winner of every game, every round. That's all there is to it. And the best part, you can play for free with the code DRIBBLE. You can even set up a private group for you and your friends and compete for bragging rights. I mean, you get sixty-four grand, but might as well get the bragging rights too. So download the DraftKings app. Head to DraftKings.com, either one, both Use the code DRIBBLE to enter the Bracket Battle promotion for free and compete for your share of $64,000. That's code DRIBBLE to enter the Bracket Battle for free only on DraftKings. The game inside the game. Remember, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, we're back. Let's just go to the junk drawer. I don't want to talk about the game anymore. Junk drawer, please. All right, junk drawer from Funk Funky at Funky Celtics. I was lucky to have pretty amazing tickets tonight's game. I was most impressed by how flabby Jokic's arms are with the up and close. Props to him, stretch mark five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, a stretch mark five. That's hilarious. This is from at Liberty Uprising. Uh, at Brinks, I don't care how you do it. Just back up a truck for Isaiah. You're here. Travis Lewis, arena plane staying alive with 12 seconds left, down seven points. I respect that. <laughs> I did notice that. I thought they were about to play Geno, and someone seriously made a mistake. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, the Celtics play tonight has put me in concussion protocol. That's from Commodore Matt Decker. 
Um, Jake Erickson would trade his second-born child for Jokic. I'm glad there's uh, priorities there. Se- well, I, I like not the firstborn. No, that was the good one. <laughs> um, just going on to my uh, personal junk tour, Mike Malone is a real free talker. He said he, he doesn't give a shit pre, uh, about yeah. Kyrie per, pregame, about Who's... Kyrie being mad at Jamal Murray, which I was great. Um, not a lot of people noticed it because of all the IT hype, but Marcus Smart came into the arena Rocking a sweet pink bandana and shades, he looked exactly like Jimi Hendrix. It was cool as hell. I didn't see that. Uh, yeah, you should you should look at it. Uh, Marcus Smart uh, yelled at Nikola Jokic after a uh, a dunk, and it was fantastic. And that's going to be the witch jam, jam witch of the game, sponsored by Welch's. If they finally get around to contacting me. Um, because there was no other good dunks in this game. That Welch's, Al Horford dunk would have been uh, fantastic. That would have been the jam which which jam of the game. Welch's step up, you cowards. <laughs> Might not help. Uh, media member <laughs> was wearing a sweet Hawaiian shirt, and I just wish I had his energy. I don't know who it was, but uh, that was pretty cool. Marcus Smart smacked Nikola Jokic in the face and just and then got upset when he got called for a foul, but just <laughs> literally just smacked him directly in the face. Um. Mook tried to charge, uh, tried to draw, draw a charge, fell down, and then just grabbed um, Plumlee's leg for a foul, which I thought was a cool move. Uh, There's a guy who was whistling very loudly. There was a guy behind me who called Mook Moose tonight, which made me laugh. Moose. Um, and that's about it. Oh, and then Terry Rozier after the game, someone tweeted at him something about Philly, and he said. Man, Philly hasn't beat us since they had AI, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Terry's at his best, is when because Terry's a true poster. That guy's he he's a strong poster. Uh, last year he kind of came back into form when he started posting, doing all that Bledsoe shenanigans. Maybe he needs to kind of get back to posting, and uh, his his play will kind of get back to it because uh, uh, that's fantastic stuff. He's picking up his play lately. I think he's, he's been, been better. He, lately. He's been better lately. People still love to shit all over him. I don't get why. People like to wanted to try to blame tonight on him. I was just like, no, that's, really? Yeah, I, I, I don't I mean, know. You can make the argument that Kyrie should have got it back in the game earlier, but Kyrie tried to enter with eight minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, and just there wasn't a stoppage of play for two minutes. So he couldn't get back in the game, but I don't know. Uh, just shouts to Terry for uh, for posting his way through it. Yeah, I look. I'm all for it. I'm I'm pro posting your way through things, even though I can't post my way through things as much as I'd like to anymore. Oh no, you're you're restricted by the the job you now. You know, hold. that's I I appreciate. It. I like me, my job. Just send me posts you want to post. Sure. I'll, yeah, I gotta go through my burner account. I my last note on the game is a uh, Plumley is a high energy white guy. <laughs> he is high energy. Let's say that, and he is white. So that's yeah, an accurate it's an accurate description. Sure. Uh, that's all I got. Um, Kyrie has some saucy ass passing, and then Tatum did a pump fake thing again. There, I'm done. I'm <laughs> yeah, out. That's it. That's it. All right, we gotta wrap this show up. We gotta go before they start breaking this thing down, uh, and it's getting late. So that's the podcast. Everybody who's been listening for uh, everybody who's a first time listener, if you're if you're new to the show, hope you've enjoyed it. A little little nuts today, but uh, yeah, we're getting through this thing. And uh, all you regular listeners, give us that good good. Five-star rating, good written review, and share the podcast. Spread the word. Tell everybody, listen to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.